0: Theme song for the Gear Podcast. Ah.
1: How's it going, Uncle Leon? Bloody lovely, mate. It's good to be back. We've had a little bit of a break. I've been away. You've been unwell.
0: Yep it's it's all happened, mate. Um, You like this knee? It's back. Another episode. The knee returns. The knee returns. Uh, How about you? You wearing shorts today? Hundred percent shorts today, mate. It's February in Perth. Yeah. I love it mate. I I feel weird that I wear shorts sometimes and you don't. It's it, sh- it feels like it should be the reverse, but um mate, it's been a it's been an eventful couple of weeks I would say. Um we can we can talk about it a little bit. How you feeling right now? Feeling pretty
1: good. Feeling pretty good. I've been on a video making binge because i maybe by the time this comes out i will be in new zealand you know touch wood fingers crossed all that kind of stuff yeah everything goes well so prepping for that and yeah just being away from home means there's a few sort of product demos that i've promised people that i will make so i've had to make those and yeah just a few other things we were away the weekend before last it's currently the 27th of feb so what 10 days ago we did Glamfest in melbourne which was awesome then mm-hmm. I came back and did two theatre shows, and then we did Rotness on the Sunday. so that, like, that was an intense week, and, yeah, aside from that, had a couple of gigs last weekend, another double banger, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I'm just currently trying to find cases for everything for when I fly, Uh, I I just want to make sure all my stuff is well protected, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, look, mate, Jcar couldn't deliver the goods today, so I
0: might have to go up to Bunnings later. Oh, mate, go to the church, hey? Um, what exactly. sort of case do you need? What do you need it for? board? I oh, just some Yeah. I just want I, I want something for my FM
1: nine. Uh, because I've got oh, yeah. look, I've got cases for it. I've got multiple cases that fit it, but I want like I want a, one of those plastic molded ABS a foam pelican. things. Yeah, fake pelican. Because yep. I mean, look, we're not quite there in our careers, Troy, where we're paying pelican case money for anything to put our gear in. Let's face it. Yep. But aside from that, how are you? You got a little bit crook? Oh, Have you been busy?
0: Mate, it's just been, um, I had COVID uh, two weeks ago from today, two, two and a bit weeks ago. So that wasn't too fun. Um, but I'm okay now. It was, it sort of hit me. I, I think I was a bit unwell the day before I tested. I, I, sorry, I tested on a Saturday and I was negative. I did a gig Saturday night and it was awful. Like I was really unwell. Um, and then I woke up the next morning um, absolutely like, you know, when you test and then the line happens as the test is, you've got to wait 15 minutes. It just happened as soon as it went past the line. So that wasn't very good. But um, yeah, man, like now that it's all been happened and um, I I think like the Sunday was really bad and then it was probably not too bad after that. And then the the whole uh, house got um, off me. But yeah, now that it's all been through, I'm sort of, I think I'm back to normal. It took a little while to feel normal um, which I'm sure everybody has had it or well, just about everybody in the world's had it by now. So you all kind of the feeling uh, and I know it's different for everybody. For me, it was apart from the one day, it just was this feeling of like my eyes and were not uh, running at the same speed as my head. So I'd like turn my head to look at something and then I'd say, like, oh, everything feels a bit slow and weird. And uh, that feeling took a little while to, disappear and I think I said as of like now I feel pretty good. I went to the gym last night again so hopefully back to Yeah about down. low frame rate thing. Low frame rate indeed. Um so yeah man it's all it's all happening so um you know what's exciting is I've run this uh mic through a way more expensive signal chain to get it into the computer right now I've got some compression happening as it's going down. Yeah. Is it any louder coming into your head into your ears at the moment or is it about the same? A little bit. It's quite enjoyable. Oh, hey, and, mate! I mean, tell tell the people, tell the public what you're using, Troy. Um, well, actually, this is this is probably uncommon for a podcast. But firstly, this is I've been using this mic for a little while because it was handy and it was lighter than my SM7. This is a uh, biodynamic um, M88 with a windsock on it because you know you've got to get rid of the Pops. Running into a Daking Audio uh, 500 Series mic preamp. And uh, then running into a purple action um, compressor, which probably overkill for a little voiceover mic. But um, I happen to have some gear that I haven't really been using that much. So, why not set it up? And and I can see the lights just going as I'm talking. Uh, and I'm looking at the compression lights as I go, yeah. just It's, it's really satisfying to see it compress in hardware. That compressor is taking care of business, mate. Mate, TCB just like Elvis it's a beautiful thing. You know what else I've done? I don't know if you can tell, but I've moved this room around ever so slightly. I went through some – in my COVID days, um, D-A-Z-E, um, you know, you, you got to have something to watch. you got to ca- have something to keep your brain occupied. <clears throat> and after my initial day – so, here's what happened as well, Uncle Leon, is like I thought, well, I'm, I'm I- isolated for a few days from my family. I thought to myself, this is uh, – terrible for my this partner. This is an opportunity. Yeah, shit. My partner has to look after children by herself for a few days. So that's awful. And I felt really bad about that, When, the, particularly when they're playing up. But on the plus side, I'm by myself in our bedroom and I can just watch television all day, no parents. So I watched some, um, I watched a couple of TV shows. I was like, oh, there's a new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm out. I'm going to watch that. Oh. I'm, I've, I'm like three or four seasons behind as it is. I can watch everything. Like what a beautiful time to be alive and have COVID. Of course, on the Tuesday, my partner then tested positive, and then my holiday was over. However, within a bit of this time frame, I just got onto watching some acoustics videos, and um, and that was really fun. So I moved my speakers um, back against the wall, and I'm, and then consequently, I've moved nice. my desk and all my equipment um, forward a little bit, and it sounds better in this room, which is awesome. Ah, nice. It's a little bit more space in here now as well, and um, I think on the camera it looks a little bit nicer. I think it's framed better. So, anyway, yeah, you're looking good. Hey. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Cheers, Uncle Leon. Happy uh, um, happy February 27th to you. What you sipping on there, Troy? You want to tell us about the delicious coffee that you're drinking in Perth, Western Australia? Well, the thing is, Uncle Leon, any coffee you drink in Perth, Western Australia will just give you the biggest smile you've ever had in your life. This one is a large- Flat White from uh, Green Street Cafe just around the corner. Uh, that is my midday coffee place. I've had a coffee from Little Nola uh, Cafe in Nolamara near my house. Uh, that's my morning coffee. And then my afternoon coffee will be from Sugar and Nice, uh, depending on what time we finish this. So, but so you current- got a nice little... Coffee power trio going on. Got a little, a little a little schedule, mate. So that's um that's what happens on the on the Tuesdays to the Fridays. Of course, on Monday when I teach in Leaderville, I go to two different places during the day because I'm there um, from 10 o'clock onwards. But uh, yeah, today that's what's on the that's what's on the cards. You know what I've been drinking a little bit recently, mate? This will probably make you really unhappy, but we've got an espresso machine now. So weekends hey. just have a couple of espressos quick and easy, no problem. However it's me, totally fine. It's completely fine. Got a milk frother, that's cool. But um here's what I noticed, Uncle Leon. So Sunday, my family came around. I made pancakes for my whole family, which was great. Have I made you pancakes before? No. I'm gonna remind me something. You come around on uh, All right. on a Sunday and then, morning. And, then I'll, and ma- then
1: I'll make you pancakes. Oh, this is, this is how it's gonna be. This is this is how it's gonna be. Uncle Leon. Because I feel like I feel like there's definitely some some shared expertise here in the pancake department.
0: I've i I've got pancakes sussed. I'm really yep. happy with how I deliver a stack of pancakes to another person. I'm really – I'd say it's of the skills I have, which are very limited, it's one of the top three to four. There you can, go. I'd say my pancake skills and my steak skills are similar. Um, yep. My steak skills have gone down a tiny bit and my pancake skills have increased a little bit. Anyway, um, on this day I had, uh, had people around – instead of going for my normal morning coffee at a cafe, I just made a couple of espressos during the day, maybe two. And, uh, by like four o'clock in the afternoon, I was, I just couldn't, I had no energy. I had nothing going on. There was not enough caffeine flowing through my veins. So I think that's a little bit of an issue with it. Whereas I was, I was discussing this with someone last week. I'm probably having about eight shots of coffee a day on average at the moment, maybe seven. Um, I think that, my Sunday caffeine intake of probably two shots of coffee just wasn't enough to really keep me sustained.
1: Yeah. So what- I used to teach a kid whose parents were, his dad was an engineer and his mum was an architect and they were, I'd go to their house to tutor this kid. And I was tutoring in maths of all things, lovely, lovely family. And they would just say, look, we want to book you for three hours on a Saturday you know, just, just come around, take as much time as you need, like sort this kid out. And, uh, you know, he was pretty bright. It was mostly just like, all right, cool, bro. Tell me about like your favorite, like LeBron James highlights <laughs> and your sneaker collection. And then, <coughs> then we'll do a bit of maps and then you can rinse and repeat. And that often just like, you know, uh, they were Iranian. So they'd often make me Persian tea and they'd invite me to stay for dinner and stuff like that. And I always remember, this kid's dad saying to me, is like, yeah, my, my method and this is like tried and tested, he's like, during the week when I'm at work, I drink coffee. But on the weekend, I give my body a break and be like, my wife, however, she has a problem. She's addicted. <laughs> she has to have it every single day without fail. He's like, however, my method, I can, if I, if I don't want to have a coffee on any given day, I feel like I've got that baked in. I was like, that is such an engineer mindset. To doing things is mm. just like well the body is a meat machine so I'll just treat it this way, uh, and yeah I, I sometimes think of that advice but I I literally have one a day in the morning and maybe if I'm in struggle town or I need to get a lot of stuff done I'll have a second
0: one. Well which yeah you don't need it to survive and you like you really treat the making of a coffee it's a ritual for you right? Mate the one I had this
1: morning was it, it was the it was the god shot. You know, it was mm. just the the one in a hundred where you just get everything right. And I know tomorrow I won't be able to do it. But look, there's very, I'm sure this is the segue, Troy. This is how we want to get into this. And you made a really good point where if you think about the c- culture, especially online around coffee and food, you know, like you talk about like third wave coffee where there's been the, let's say the space has sort of exploded where there's a whole lot of interest in, you know, different techniques and applying like the scientific method to stuff to test it. And just like listening to voices from different backgrounds in particular has really been enabled by the interconnectivity of the world. You know, the the internet has made a lot of things incredibly bad as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you just realise that like, you know, it, it games human psychology, sometimes in the best way, sometimes in the worst way. But- You've got a little theory trickling around in the back of your head. I'm going to call it third wave gear culture (laughs) to contrast with third wave coffee culture. But I'll let you lay it out. But I would just kind of say, you know, the reason it's third wave is the electric guitar becoming a thing is first wave. Mm -hmm. And then the- customizing and modding of amplifiers effects and guitars in the late seventies to early eighties is second wave. And that kind of like, maybe we had the two and a half wave in the nineties with like vintage gear somewhere in there. I'll, I'll call all of that second wave. So like Chuck Berry, Johnny B. Good is first wave. Uh, Eddie Van Halen is the start of second wave and maybe like uh second wave kind of ends with like the pod. Okay. let's say that. Mm -hmm. And then then you got this like lull and now we're in like the third wave where like anyone who's slightly fluent with a little bit of knowledge can get on the internet and make claims and test them and present them to their audience. And yeah, it's the same time where like an idiot like me can make videos in a basement as Dave Friedman can make videos and share stuff about, you know, rigs and stuff like that. So, I'll let you- Take it from here. What Ooh, are your yeah. general thoughts and what made
0: you think of this? Well, I think – what made me think of this was, as you already said with coffee, like if you think about um, 15 years ago, there wasn't a, a culture surrounding like, okay, these are all of the different devices that you can purchase to make the perfect coffee. It, it just – it didn't – like people weren't testing it, people weren't experimenting or, or whatever. Um, I remember – probably about 10 12 years ago talking to a guy at a cafe and he said oh i have to get the water to 97.3 degrees to make the perfect coffee and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about that's ridiculous but now that it feels stupid but it also feels very common that someone's tested every degree and like minute uh like in, uh, interval between that to work out exactly how to make the perfect coffee and it's it's not that expensive to do something like, well, I guess it is kind of expensive to get a kettle to <laughs> like those temperature yeah. controlled things. But it's um if you really want to like delve through not just forum posts and hearsay of, of what it takes for something to be great, then it, the, the testing is out there to do that. Um, another example would be barbecue because I yep. think the barbecue culture, like cooking a brisket. I remember the first time I tried to cook a brisket in like 2016 and there wasn't a slew of videos online that I could watch to, to tell me exactly how to trim it. I remember looking at a, um, a uh, just a website and it said, cut here, here, here. I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I doing this? Now it's like, I'll just watch um, Chad's barbecue and Damn. then I can watch the same video 17 times, like, you know, just replay it and watch him like, uh, you know, trim a brisket and explain exactly why it's important to do this and important to do that or even in, like it's, actually I was going to it's it's related but like you know that's what I reckon sometimes you does those yeah. videos how much salt are you putting in i don't know just put this much in it's like yeah it, some things don't matter it's like really important season to taste yeah it's important when someone tells you when things are really important and sometimes you obsess about things that aren't important so yeah anyway that's, i think the the point the point of all these
1: things is like the emphasis is on high quality like quality it being the best it can be is sort of the emphasis. It's not just like, well, you cook a brisket because that's widely available and cheap and contains nutrition. No, you're doing it because you want to make like the best, tastiest, barkiest, juiciest thing you can, you know. Mm -hmm. Everything is around quality. Like the coffee thing, it's like, okay, you got to source good beans and you got to like, you know, do it in a way where the people growing the beans aren't being economically exploited. And, you know, there's this sort of web of interconnectivity Mm -hmm. where everything's about high quality and kind of improvement and like- I don't want to use the word progress when you're talking about stuff that's like food because that's very- that's a very, you know- well, obviously, we've progressed the most because we're right now- I I won't say that, but there is that similar thing now where it's like how to get the best tone, how Mm -hmm. to use- what's the best cable, what's the best digital modeler. What are the best tubes? What's the best way to bias your app? What's the best way to do a Jose mod, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's people, you know, obviously the space we're, we're in at the moment, there's people out there with like proper expertise and decades of experience just sharing this stuff for yep. free, more or less. If you have an internet connection, uh, you've you've got access to headfirst amps or psionic audio. And, you know, there's that not- and I'm I think the thing to point out as well is, like, this expertise has always been there. It's just the, like, the the framework to present it and have it spread and be valued is probably what's new. Yep. It's not really that, you know, is coffee in Perth better than it was 15 years ago? Maybe not. It's, you know, you could still go and get an awesome coffee. It'll still taste better places. than whatever
0: you get from in Melbourne. So-
1: Exactly. There's another shot fired across the bow, or potentially New Zealand. We'll we'll find out. Yeah.
0: So, nevertheless, anyway,
1: there's So You go. You go. Oh, I was just going to say, nevertheless, you know, there is that the 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 average civilian gear user or coffee drinker, in this case, you know, they come in with a different set of assumptions now, right? Yep.
0: Um. And yeah, it's uh, I think like there's some examples of some stuff that has happened like testing wise and some of the hearsay and some of the bullshit that I think we can maybe discuss today in terms of what's been debunked or just, just general, like in the conversation now Um, a couple that spring to mind. So one to start with uh, one this one in particular is certainly out of my um, knowledge base. So I'll just state it maybe. And then people can just debate it more in the comments, but um, surface mount components, like i was and that one comes to mind because i think it was a it was actually something on Gearspace i was reading recently where people were debating um it might have been a new mixing console or there was something something about surface mount components within this device and oh you know i'd love to buy it but it's all surface mount stuff da 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 and then it's i feel like if you were reading on a forum like 10 years ago 15 years ago that was the general consensus that in that like things cannot you cannot have a surface mount component within your um device because it will clearly sound worse when it's like you know jhs i think as as one of the examples a lot of like all those pedals maybe it's all surface mount stuff these days because you know it's it's reliable to do it's all i guess put together by robots and stuff um because the components are so much smaller they can you know place them in in better ways for noise and whatever it's like the the old knowledge is just, it's false. So, get out of here. <laughs> yeah.
1: And look, to play devil's advocate, if they were saying, I don't want to buy something that's surface mount because it's more difficult for me as a user to service. Hey, you might have a point there. You probably have a very good point. But if it's for some superior tonal quality, yeah, probably not. Uh, another good one would probably be something that springs to mind as well. And I still see this a lot, um, you know, talking about like the weight of guitar hardware. Like mm. I feel like 10, 15 years ago, everything had to be lightweight and people have come back like the other way and been like, no, no, you want like solid brass and all this kind of thing. Uh, again, something I don't really know anything about, but that's one that springs to mind where does something sound better than the other or not? You can, you can test that or like tone wood, yeah, right? That whole that whole thing that I don't want to touch with a twenty foot pole. I'll just throw it out there. That's another one that uh, you know, the the forum, the Harmony Central consensus, and the current consensus probably disagree. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, another one. Vintage amps, like I always remember, it's like, oh, you got a Plexi, you got to mod it. You need more gain. <laughs> a JCM eight hundred, you got to mod it. You got to do these things, and. You know, just mate, just go and watch like the head first amps videos and learn about what a Marshall amp should sound like. Or nah, horizontal input JCM eight hundreds can never sound good. Again, it's been I refer you to friend of the podcast, Jason Tong, Head First Amps, like you know, he can explain why. Yep. And like, okay, here's how you could fix it yourself, or send it to me and I'll do it for you. So things like that where, yeah, there's a lot of like, mm, Maybe these things were actually fine unmodified and you've just got this thing in your head where it's like, I need to, yeah, I need to modify it in this way. It's like, hey, the actual,
0: you know, the raw ingredients were pretty good. It's just, it's a thing. It's like, I think forums, like I learned so much years ago on the, like Gearspace, right? That was my, oh, Gearslots, but that was my hangout from probably about 2008 to maybe 2012. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what it is? You know how they say uh, Twitter currently known as X? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ge- Gear slots, currently known as Gear Space. <laughs> yeah.
0: But like I found at the time, like that was, th- this was pre uh, everybody having a YouTube channel so you could work out yeah. and, and how to mix a song. So you could delve through. I-, I reckon when I joined that website, there may have been like 40 something thousand members on it. And I think the last, and this is a long time ago, it's, it's probably like 200, 500,000 members. Wow. It's just, there's like not that many people, um, working professionally in the world to have like that many people on the thing and like continually posting all this sort of stuff, you know, like it's this, it's a, it's an issue where you can, um, is, it would be the same with YouTube now, whereby you could watch a YouTube video. Um, I'm sure I've done it watching like like one of Jason's videos or uh, one of John Brown's videos or whoever's videos where I'm like, I watch it and I regurgitate the information like maybe 80% correctly. <laughs> so some of it's true, but then there's also a bit of like just misunderstanding, which yeah. is is kind of dangerous. And But I think like back then there was so much of it, like when the, all you could do is like check these forum posts um, and like, I feel like the misinformation spread so, um, so quickly over that period of time <laughs> and became like known yep. as fact. Um, it was, it's not dangerous. Like, this stuff is not like, um, it's not life and death. Um, actually, I heard a good, um, heard a good phrase today listening to the back chat, back chat podcast. By the way, we should talk about some footy before we wrap up today. Ah, oh, 100%. Um, but, uh, it was Hamish Brayshaw talking about his brother, um, like obviously Angus retiring, yeah. but, uh, he's, there was just this, um, expression that was like Shit house not fatal like you know good expression you know Shit house not fatal
1: um, Yeah,
0: the situations but anyway explains just, a lot of gigs that i've done yeah <laughs> exactly sorry for the for the slight tangent there but otherwise been pretty well on on topic um but anyway like I said the, all this the, the misinformation is not going to kill anybody anybody but it might make you um, waste a bunch of money when you probably don't have to um get you thinking that all All of life's problems will be solved if you buy a 1959 Les Paul and nothing else in the world can come close to that and you actually won't even be able to play guitar if you don't have that specific guitar to play. Like that is very silly, you know. It's all good. You know what's okay, Leon, is you can actually uh, play guitars that are not made in America. Some of them are actually not terrible, if you can believe that. Controversially. Jeez, mate. You might have half the internet after you now. (laughs) but yeah it's just um you get ratioed for that one i know well mate, this is on your channel so you can deal with the consequences yeah okay i'll get ratioed yeah but i mean yeah the amount of times like i've played i've got so many mexican made guitars that feel amazing and i and i love playing them and it's just like and i played american ones that are also great but sometimes is the price justified maybe not um and same as stuff made in china and it's like it, it doesn't make things worse necessarily. Sometimes components can be cheaper and sometimes it's done to a price point. So, there's like- It's not to say that everything is better or the same, but it's certainly not as a blanket rule worse. That's the that's so, just such dumb old school- Old yeah. old school meaning 2000s knowledge, you know what I mean? Like it's
1: <laughs> it's between- No, that's a very good example, right? Because that was a, you know, the golden age of forums. Like it's better because it's made in America. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now people, I feel like the, especially with the glut of affordable guitars and people testing them, you know, it's, there's this, the guitars are cheap, so most people can buy them. So if you've got a YouTube channel, you can buy one and review it. And the people who are interested in buying one will watch that video a lot. So there's this kind of like, you know, flow on effect. And you see that with a lot of channels where they, their niche becomes how good's the cheapest guitar sort of Mm -hmm. thing, you know? Uh, Like uh, artist guitars who are based in Australia, I think. They obviously get all this stuff manufactured overseas. Uh, They have a guitar called the Falcon that's like 270 Australian dollars. Oh, right. I could do a gig with it. It's really good. I've got it as- I keep it at school uh, as my teaching guitar. I just leave it there and play it every week and it's really, really nice. So, I mean, $270 wouldn't have bought you anything in Australia in the early 2000s, maybe, maybe a, a set of strings.
0: Maybe a Squire. Yeah,
1: maybe a Squire that was really, really unplayable. I reckon I couldn't have even
0: bought an Ashton guitar for that much money back then.
1: Yeah. So, now it's- uh, Instead of being, <clears throat> hey, and, you know, point of origin, you could argue, actually used to mean something. Like, it actually did in the 50s and the 60s and, like, the post- like, post-World War Two, where manufacturing knowledge was concentrated in a few places and, you know, Uh, labourers were paid a worthwhile amount. And, you know, there was there were actual economic factors tied to geography and uh, the particular country that they're living in. Whereas now that's far less the case and people are more now interested in specs where it's like, okay, cool. Well, does this have the fingerboard radius that I want? Are they using the materials that I want? It's an emphasis on the quality. Again, the coffee analogy, where are my beans being roasted? You know, are they a single origin thing? And, you know, you probably have more scope if you're a small builder in a highly developed country with like a decent social safety net where you can spend three months making a a guitar and not become homeless. Um, Then you could make the argument that, yeah, they're going to be putting more time into like sourcing the wood and putting time in. There is still that emphasis on quality. So it's not a... It's not an either or thing. Here is what I'm trying to say. But mm. now it's sort of like, well, what are the specs that I want on my guitar? Okay, I'm just going to look for those specs and kind of find the thing that works best for me. Like, what you've got that road worn Tele, mm-hmm. the made in Mexico one.
0: Yep, it's got two of I them. I mean, but
1: yeah, yeah, fantastic guitar. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, like that- they don't really make a similarly spec. Fender USA don't really make a similarly spec'd one at an affordable price, well, at a price that like a normal person can buy, right? You well, have to I, go I, custom shop.
0: I, yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, I guess I bought that guitar because it was either that. Well, I went to the, the music shop to. I tried about maybe a dozen tellies before I picked up this specific one. Um, the only reason I was in the mu- that specific music shop. Uh, that day was because they had a uh, 52, what is the American vi- uh, reissue, vintage reissue thing, um, Yeah. which looked the same. Uh, there was a secondhand one in Rockingham, which would have taken me, say like a, it would have been like a two hour round trip to go and buy it. And it was like two and a half grand. I was like, oh, that's cool. But do I really want to drive all the way to buy this guitar and not like it? So there happened to be that guitar at a local music shop closer, which was a 10 minute drive. I went there they had the road one sitting next to it that looked identical and I way prefer the road one like it's just it's weird it was like um I think at the time I'd watched a Tim Pierce video where he talked he mentioned something about like walking into a music shop and just being really satisfied grabbing an instrument playing something going, oh man this feels really good and that guitar I had such a moment with that when I I just grabbed it and I was like man everything feels right when I play and so and
1: that's absolutely the upside of third wave guitar gear, right? Cuz you have these you have so many more options and you you're afforded that ability to just I guess not have to overthink it. You just like pick the guitar up and see if it works for you, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, this is good. Can I afford it? Yes or no. Done. Yep. Rather than well, you've got five possible choices and you just got to choose the least bad one. <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely like that
1: that's what it felt like you know for growing up in australia in the early 2000s being into gear it's like well there's not really the guitar that i want so i'll just choose the one that's sort of closest to it and i'll deal with the downsides
0: yep um which yeah for me was any guitar paul gilbert was playing but yeah good luck finding those for a reasonable price um, back then i still am tempted to buy a couple of those um a couple of those buy one of them like one of the old you still got your
1: pgm hey
0: yeah, it's a PGM thirty, which your old man um, blocked the. It had a crack crappy right. Floyd on it, so he blocked yep. it. Um I loved that guitar. That needs to go to Tim to get a bit of a, um, a bit of get a get a bit of love. Yeah. Which speaking of speaking of which, like the Plek machine, in terms of like setting guitars up, like man, that's we we harp on about um, like our buddy Tim at Williams Guitars all the time because I, what did he say once? It's like, and I know he he watches these secretly but it's like it's not rocket science like there's it's, it's some of it is very simple physics and stuff um and it's not what do you say about there's like no mojo in a guitar um there was a Yeah basically yeah well i mean you can you can put that on there if you want but um sometimes you, you like when you scan the guitars with the machine and it tells you exactly what it it looks like you know that's that will tell you, you can replicate that if you want to, you know, like if, if it's a, feel, yeah. a feeling thing with how how the strings are, why is it fretting out? It's like, well, it's not fucking magic. I mean, you just-
1: could go in and get your favorite guitar, have him scan it, look at the exact fret heights and relief and, you know, any kinks in it and then replicate that on your other guitar if you wanted to, you know, if there's, if you don't want a textbook perfect, Set up. If you like the quirks of whatever you've got, you can also mm. measure that and then apply it to anything else that you like. Um, which, hey, is good in theory. But like, once I got one of my guitars set up there, I was like, "Bro, do everything. It's amazing." You know, yeah. I, f- I feel like when you got your Sir, that was like the best setup guitar I'd ever played in my life. Yeah. And then, yeah, basically everything that comes off that pleque is. That good. It's like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. This is this is how this guitar should play. I can just play it now, and it's perfectly optimized. And obviously, it's like if I had to use that machine, you know, I would do a far worse job than someone who already has the skills for setting stuff up and refretting. So, yeah, it's a it's it's one of those things. It's kind, of, you know, what it is for anyone who's into coffee, it's sort of like a lossless grinder or something like that, <laughs> where you've got you can exactly dial in the grind that you want. I've got a niche zero. And yeah, it's sort it's of like, oh, it, it just needs a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, it just- you get that extra little bit of accuracy and precision and repeatability, which is important. Yeah. I think that's the thing when you don't have access to things that make stuff repeat it, really repeatable, that's where mojo becomes a thing, mm-hmm. you know, because you're like, oh, this one's just better. You know, yeah. I did exactly the same thing, not realizing that the tolerances are so much wider. So you sort of like, you know, the precision isn't there. Whereas if, if you got something good with like a plec, well, you can, the tolerances are so much tighter that yeah, you probably land very, very close every single time.
0: Yeah. And even CNC machines to make guitars, like, geez, talk about reliability. I mean, you can still get bad stuff from that. Don't get me wrong because- yeah. If if stuff's still assembled by hand, people, there's always human error in, error involved, so that's yep. that's fine. But it's probably a little bit less human error involved with that than like hand making something. Not to devalue that whatsoever. Um, yeah, and there's like that's an amazing skill. Um, yeah, but again, to to go back to traditional logic, oh, I'll never play a CNC guitar. It's like the the fucking thing is just being cut out of wood. Like, why? Like, why would that be that much?
1: Why not get the machine to do those, like, you know, tasks faster and more accurate than doing it by hand and then still do all the- hand. Like, if you want a, like, handmade guitar, right, you can still do the rest of it by hand. You're just, like, streamlining one part of it. Yep.
0: But maybe I'm completely, or maybe we're both completely ignorant on this stuff too. So, if that's the case, then um, I'll take my, yeah. take my medicine. Let if us know in the comment section below. Um, I was going to say too, uh, uh, speakers, because got a shout out uh, the other John Brown. Uh, tojb, oh, yeah. Toddjba? To, to, yeah. Um, which, did you watch his latest video about the governor, the eminence governor?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was pretty interesting,
0: man. That was pretty interesting. I immediately tried to go buy one, but you can't get them at the moment. They're out of stock. Um, (laughs) It's like the funny thing about um, watching his videos at the moment. Which you should all go watch his videos because they're absolutely incredible. In In terms of being like scientific about trying to ascertain what is important about a particular like part of a signal chain when this being the speaker and specifically the v30s and then now variants of those like he's done such a comprehensive test it's all available to watch and um and there's now there's like irs of new stuff that he's making too which is amazing but um yeah it's funny like some of the uh the variant speakers that he's tested against a v30 yeah of like the, the best sounding v30 i like kind of prefer the variant speakers which is really interesting the um there's a spike in these um in the v30s which everyone knows about but it's like that's always just a little mellower in like the governor or the warehouse v- veteran 30 yeah which i kind of prefer um which is yeah it's, it's really funny to me um maybe it's just that like that spike which i know co- according to his says it's like around 5k ish 5 6k but if it's sort of—I um, know there's something in th- around 3k that, uh, that I hear in guitar speakers that I don't like very much. So I'm not sure um, how much that—that that is a difference. By the way, um, it's like I'll—I'll I'll do a quick tangent. My—my um, my monitors. When I pushed them back the other day, I, I ran sweeps, sine wave sweeps, right out of the room. Um, I've got this oddly flat like frequency response between like 35 and 65 Hertz, like incredibly flat. Um, And I won't go into it too much because it can get very nerdy and very boring. Um, But in my testing, like I've always had this thing when I mix where 3K is like, or 3.5K is always just like really piercing to me. And it never really occurred to me that I could do some EQ on the speakers with my audio interface. So I just like notched out a little bit of like 3.5K and it sounds so much more pleasant to listen to music in this room now. So, I've, I've, of all the things, considering I, I love guitar so much, I don't enjoy yep. guitar sounds on these speakers as much as I did on my Adam a is that funny? So, anyway, I've mellowed those out a little bit. It sounds kind of cool. So, anyway, um, let's just see the next few mixes I do. We'll see if I like them or not. That'll be the, the, great, yeah. the great test. Um, so, yeah,
1: anyway. Also, on, on a thing with that as well, like uh, I used to- wear a beanie basically at all times of the day. Someone pointed out to me, which I thought was a really good thing. This was years ago on the channel. They're like, hey, you have that thing covering your ears. Do you reckon that's maybe why everything you dial in is so bright? And I was like, yeah, actually, and sort of took them off. And I was like, yeah, I should probably not do this when I'm dialing in a guitar sound.
0: To be fair, and with all of the respect in the world, Uncle Leon, like- You've always liked a brighter guitar sound since I've known you. Pre-Beanie. Yeah. So I reckon it, I'm just deaf. <laughs> maybe. like, yeah. But I, I don't know. I, f- I feel like my hearing has changed a lot in the last six months. I'm a little bit worried about it. Um, it. Right. I don't have quite as much clarity. I feel like I'm walking around saying, what? A lot more to people. Sometimes I yeah. do it just because it's I think, funny. But-
1: no, I think as well, it's the taste thing plays into it. And over time, it's like knowing where to pull high end out mm. and where to leave it in. Like watching- Watching the headfirst videos, I was like, oh, man, I love that sizzle that a Marshall has now, whereas, like, even three or four years ago, it used to really annoy me that it yep. wasn't super smooth. So, I'm sort of, like, back into back into that upper hair, just not the, like, razor blade sound. And you get better at identifying it as well. Um, you know like what's the- weird, weird
0: about that, too, is, like, certain amps, like, you just don't have control over that it's it's so broad it's or the there. frequency is wrong like if i'm eqing something in pro tools or on a console or whatever and i've got a an actual full parametric eq where i can find the frequency adjust the boost and cut and even the q value like that's amazing that's not what a guitar amp does it's got a treble control yeah. or a presence control and you don't know what frequencies they're set to and yeah that's you you're really limited um so yeah it's it, it can take... like my fucking spawn, man like you know the Like I go back and forth on that all the time, whether or not I like the amp or not, because it's so weird to dial in the top end in that thing or, and the mid range, to be honest. So yeah. anyway, it's, it's kind of funny. The, um, I just remember like when we met just the volume that you would play guitar at just in your, in your bedroom was, was quite astounding. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is a tiny bit of hearing loss because of that. But, um, you know, and also Yngwie Malmsteen damaged my ears.
1: <laughs> Specifically my right one. It's always, it will never, like that was an injury, that gig, 100%. That first, wah, that he Man, got in there.
0: I was, yeah, it was, that was the loudest gig I've ever been to. I was talking about that the other day because I went to Metro's. Like Yngwie Malmsteen 2006 at Metro City, the first kick drum hit, hit me so hard in the chest that I just about like collapsed. And I I remember I had earplugs in. Um, for the whole gig, or mostly for the whole gig, because I figured it would be quite loud. Um, but I took it out at one point and I was like, man, it was just it was fucking painful, man. It was ter- terrifying. So like there's a guy who's also probably a bit deaf. Yeah, have you ever listened to his music? I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: yeah. Go, hey <laughs> Apparently Ace Freely is very, very deaf as well. Oh. Like, you know, probably whatever the legal qualification for like being. disability yeah and you know here i am just like oh yeah deaf people um you know i do realize that i am uh, speaking very broadly about an entire thing
0: related oh, to loss. people's
1: hearing so it can hearing be, loss it's a
0: huge spectrum man like uh, yeah. you and i are mid-30s like there's it's like absolutely a fact that we have hearing loss because of our age. Like for people that don't know, don't know you lose roughly like um, two kilohertz of your hearing every 10 years. So as you get older, like, and <laughs> that's from, I think from maybe the age of 20 ish. Um, and you can do this experiment if you feel like it, it's not, uh, you can do it quite easily with a signal generator or an oscillator, like set yep. that to 20 kilohertz and then just decrease it slowly until you start to hear a high frequency Um I remember doing that in 2007 when I was still studying, and I reckon I could hear about 18.2k. Uh, and again, I was yeah, like, right, ni- That was at 19, and I did that same experiment with my students last year, and I don't know, maybe maybe 15k is where it's st- 16k is where it started to kick in, because I'm yeah. you know just getting older. So, like I think I said this to you, but like um, I mastered a. An a, a live album for our buddies in Chaos Divine. I did that at the end of last year. So oh, a, cool! And they they did this live album at um, Badlands, um, and our buddy Simon mixed it. They asked me to master it. So anyway, I mastered the whole thing, relatively smooth. It was uh, well recorded and well mixed. That was all cool. Um, but I was showing my TAFE students, and it was really funny because I, I was just going through the process of how I might process stuff and whatever, and I just said, oh, and they've actually they've got this cover of Africa, Toto, Africa. And I played the song to them. And one of my students was like, and Noah, I don't know if you listen to this, but some of the other ones do, but Noah was like, man, there's this like high frequency, like, it's really painful. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And um, anyway, I, I, it was just, he could swear, he could hear it. I brought, I opened the session up again the next day on my computer uh, at, at the studio and, and I was just like, I'm just going to investigate this a little bit. And sure enough, there was this massive spike, like 10 dB spike at like 18k, 19k, somewhere around there. Wow! Only in that. So I looked through the rest of the um, the rest of the um, the, the album, and I, it wasn't anywhere else. It was only in the Africa cover. And and I messaged Simon. I said, Hey, man, look, there's this weird thing, and I didn't hear it. Thankfully, my student did, and um, and he went through and checked it, and it was on one of the keyboard patches in that song, the keyboard parts. And he's like, shit, I had no idea. So he just pulled that down. I was able to, like, I could have just done it on this in the mastering session. Wow. but he just rebounced it with that, pulled out the keyboards, and it was just a little bit cleaner. So it's so weird. But again, like, I have now thirty-five or thirty-six-year-old ears, and someone with twenty-something-year-old ears is going to hear things differently. It's just the 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 way that.
1: Yeah, that's really where the kind of. You know, and I mean, we already have these tools, right, like Isotope and a bunch of other companies, but it's like this so-called like AI assisted thing Mm -hmm. where, you know, yeah, you can augment your own, I guess, even like the pre-AI stuff, like just having tools that can measure frequency response so that you can also have a back, like, you know, you can mix something to sound good, but you can be like, oh, am I missing anything because of my hearing loss? Um, It was funny, we had a guy... On Rodo, um, uh, Dane was his name, uh, drummer, and he did sound, and he was fantastic. And Cam was kind of saying, "He's like, yeah, drummers make the best sound guys." And my theory was that it's because guitar players make the worst ones. Sorry, <laughs> mate. Thanks. But uh, you're you're a, you're a guitar player who can sing though, so you got the. It's as a guitar player, you spend so much time listening to guitar that you lose. Like you damage your ears in that very specific guitar band, so you always make stuff too loud. So like you know never try never trust the guitar player to mix guitars uh, sort of thing. So yeah, I would su- anyway. I
0: would suggest that um, your drummer saying that drummers make the best uh, sound guys is because your drummer heard a drum sound that he liked. And is a drummer? Yeah. That would be my assessment I think he's. It, I think
1: he's just had some good good experiences with drummers mixing his drums well. Yeah. The other because theory, they're drummers,
0: so they know how to get yeah, a drum sound. Yeah. But The know.
1: other theory is just that, like, well, a guitar player is going to focus on the guitars because they know exactly. that sound. A drummer is going to make the drum sound good easily because they know what they're doing. And also, if you think of, like, the range of timbres in a drum kit, there's a lot of little detailed things. And, uh, yeah, different people hear different stuff, you know. Anyway, that was just a yep. total... I'm definitely like damaged in the guitar frequency from just playing Marshalls at like full tilt in my bedroom as a 15 year old. Yeah, don't do that. It's a bad idea. Like, you know, I'm I'm sure people are also damaging their hearing just using like plugins on in ears cranked up as well. So, you that know, the, really the problem just moves man, around,
0: man. Like, because I, I, I used I've used in ears a little bit, obviously, but I I really don't know how much. Um, like when I've mixed in ears for other people you really just don't know how loud stuff is. Um, there's no control yeah. over it. I, I hate mixing, headf- doing headphone mixes for people in the studio as well. Same deal. Like I'd like yep. th- for them to have headphone mixes be- so they can check the volume themselves, like do the yep. volume themselves. But you never you know, know. what it is? What? Headphones like
1: in-ears are the vaping of this generation of <laughs> uh, musicians' he- hearing loss, you know. We were the last generation on Durries. Yep. And now, but these kids vaping, they don't know what they're getting into or how bad they... We, we knew the damage we were causing and we <laughs> accepted the risk.
0: <laughs> Just tell people that aren't from Australia what durries are so they understand. Cigarettes. Cigarettes, yeah. yeah. So
1: that's a durry. Smoke a durry. Yeah. Do you reckon? Adam,
0: Adam Neely did that video about in-ears and how it's something about it's the best time you can ever do music because you can hear what other people doing are doing. Like, do you reckon he he's he vapes? He looks like he'd vape. <sighs> I mean, look... You know that guy's got some
1: opinions about some things uh, that he's perfectly entitled to, and he's quite an intelligent guy, but also there's some stuff where it's like, all right, bass player,
0: stop talking. <laughs> he probably you know? thinks bass players make the best sound guys. Yeah, exactly. Although, so uh, to be honest, uh, to typecast um, any type of musician as being good at something, bass bass players do make pretty good um, mix engineers. In, like, anecdotally, yeah. and
1: so. the bass player as the MD is a thing as well. Yep, I think basically, people go, You're not really doing anything, you know, <laughs> so can you just do some more jobs? And they're like, Bro, I have to play a fundamentally important instrument in music. Like, you yep. know, you will never get a gig, <laughs> you'll never get like a, f- a, a band gig without a bass player, but gigs without guitar players and keyboards and said that's fine. Yep, people like that, but you take the bass out,
0: Troy. And what are you doing with life? It's funny because I'd say like, you know, if it's traditional like pop and rock music, right? The only person, the only thing that really matters is the vocal and everything else is just incidental. But they clearly do the least amount of work and don't know what's going on (sighs) ever. But um, yeah, isn't that funny? Like, no um, idea. I
1: I had a singer, this was recently, who said, um, oh, how do I plug a microphone in? (laughs) And my response to them was like, you're obviously doing well where you've never had to deal like the, the level of show that you're involved with is obviously you're doing well enough where this, you, you can pay someone to do this for you. Yeah. Uh, so don't worry about it. Well, and also I was like, well, the, that goes in the hole and the hole, go, you know, they go in the other hole and you're done and you yep. turn the fader up. They were like, okay,
0: I've just learned something. I've worked with a singer a lot who has sworn up and down that if you showed them how to do uh open heart surgery three times they would be able to nail it that same singer every single time he has to plug in a uh, like an iPod cable he asks when me which hole yeah, does it go into yeah. so yeah and it's actually it was funny because it's like he still does it but he used to do it on one of those you know the desks that have the RCA inputs so there's yes. it says in one there's a set for inputs there's like a red and a white one for inputs and a red and a white one for outputs and trying to is like which one does it go into, input or output, and still after months, years cannot work out the difference. So hey, but,
1: you could always perform a very simple experiment here.
0: <laughs> I and do just see
1: what happens. I
0: do feel for people like I. This makes sense to me now because of so much time doing it. But um, input, output, send, return, all these sort of things can get really confusing. Um, yeah, yeah. The terminology of it can because like. You know, technically, well, you know, if you see something that says output, you can associate that with the output of the thing that you're plugging into it. Yep. But obviously, that's not what it means. It means you want to plug something into the input of something and then you take the output of something to the input of something else. Like it, that's just kind of how it works around. I but- mean, you could, you could easily say, well, this is
1: just, you know, unfortunate. But, mate, you know, we still have these conventions in like physics where- you know, you could, you could make the argument, you know, when you look at, like, the positive and negative terminal and, like, how electric current flow yep. is notated is actually incorrect. Right. It's like, you know, there's a the intuitive way- the intuitive way being, like, if this is explained to you, you'd be like, oh, cool. So, obviously, it points in the direction the electrons go because they're the thing we're interested in or the charge aligns itself. You're like, no, 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 other way because- <laughs> That's just how it is. We've been trained to say that. Yep. So, you know, there is that sort of convention, but yeah, you know, without this becoming too much of a tangent about, uh, stereotypes around instrumentalists and non-instrumentalists, uh,
0: what was the point? Singers, the, oh, shit. Yeah,
1: Third wave gear. Bass yeah, players, everyone's rubbish. Shit.
0: Drummers, shit. Keyboard players. Guitarists. Shit. Guitar players. Yep. Maybe okay. <laughs> you know, Rory's been doing the condescending thumbs up. Has he? Yeah, it's really funny. Well, yeah, well I don't know if we've, d- we've talked about it, but um, yeah, this this here, like I know it's not a real thumbs up. I, I'm, it's just a thumb. It's a thumb pointing. But I find that's really- Hey, hey, Troy, how are you going today? I just give him one of these ones. You know, you can see it on the video. You can't see it otherwise. Just it's it's been taken off. You know, people are doing it. People are enjoying it. It's slowly hey, man, marinating Leon, good like podcast. squid rings. Yeah. yeah.
1: Good podcast, bro. Yeah. So in summary- like, do you think we actually know more now than people knew in like the late 70s or the early 90s? And when I say we, I mean like the seething mass of guitar players who walk into a store and maybe want to buy something.
0: I would say yes, but I think the if, if you're talking about 100% of the community, no, it's probably oh, whereas not. maybe 10% knew before, I'd say like maybe 30% know now. Uh, which is a and positive. Do you think it
1: translates into like a functional, like here's the thing, let's maybe say like, uh, and obviously when you've got these like large scale things with people, it's never perfect, but like say, say like nutrition, mm-hmm. you know, like, or say smoking, let's say smoking. Most people know that like you smoke cigarettes, like you're gonna have very, very bad health outcomes eventually if you do it, right? Mm-hmm. That has been like, drubbed into our heads. I don't- Is there an equivalent with, like, the average musician when it comes to, like- I mean, most people now wear headphones and earplugs. Like, that seems Mm. to be-
0: Yeah. Do they? Or is that just
1: the people- The 10 people I spend time around with over the course of a year? I don't know, Maybe not.
0: Do you know when I was at uni, that was such a- I mean, it's still a big deal now, but I remember- um, people said like, oh yeah, if you're ever at a gig, just go to the bar and you'll be able to get headphones because it's part of OHS. Do you know how many songs? <laughs> no, you, like I I swear back then that was actually true, and right. nine times out of ten I'd be able to get a set of headphones. But these days, absolutely not. They like, they don't have them provided for for punters. They should. Like you it- know what, Troy? If we cared,
1: that'd be that'd be such a little you know thing to get pushed through like. Every bar should. Actually, I'm going to argue every bar should because yeah. remember the, like, the bar has to provide you with water? Yep. Like, that wasn't always a thing. Oh, you got to buy a bottle. Uh, no, it's a similar thing. Like, you got to give people water at the bar when they ask because mm-hmm. it's, like, a fundamental human right. And, like, headphones. Yep. Uh, earplugs. Like, yeah, you should just have a massive thing at least for your staff because yep. the number of times I see, like, bar stuff not wearing headphones and it's just like, bro. It's it's brutal, You do man. this too long, you just well, – outcomes are not good. And do you
0: know what's funny too is like, um, like how many times have you had to do an induction for like uh, let's say a casino or right. a, a stadium Lights perhaps and, um, and there's a big thing. It's like uh, – or any job, it's like you go through full OHNS inductions and it's like what are the hazards and risks? It's like, well, um, tripping hazards and electricity and stuff and, oh, you're in a venue, maybe hearing – Maybe that's an important one. Yet no one does anything about it. So, hey, let's um, let's maybe uh, get onto that. We'll we'll contact um, uh, Roger Cook, and like WWE's yeah. just been in town. That was sweet. So yep. next thing, oh uh, yeah, actually, Roger,
1: third wave gear in the bin. Give me the two or three minute thing on how you enjoyed WWE. Oh yeah. Oh well we pretty much wrapped Perth. up the other
0: thing, right? Because that was that was a cool yeah. topic. Like I think it's interesting. I, I am I'd really be curious keen to, to know what people think about this. Yeah, absolutely. But in terms of yeah so WWE came to Perth like on Sunday. Oh sorry Saturday um which meant that all the wrestlers in Australia were in town for it. or well, not all of them a lot of them. So it was a big independent show on Friday night. I just love wrestling man. You know that um some yep. people love to go see a gig I love to go see wrestling. Um, some people find that really funny, but I don't really get that much out of a live gig anymore. I've seen plenty of them. Um, they are cool. I, I like when I play gigs. Um because I'm the one <laughs> that's making the noise, but otherwise, what
1: would the Iron Sheik say to the people who disagree with your position on wrestling?
0: I'm not going to do the voice, but he just call him a jabroni. And um, yeah, <laughs> but no, it was. Um, I, I just find wrestling shows cool because they're slightly less loud. Um, you can sit down. You can still, if you want to get a beer, you can do that too. Generally, fun environment, so it's cool. WWE though was awesome. Um, it's pretty long show, um, mate. You know it was awesome. Like, did you see all of the stuff? over the last like two or three weeks where it's like Americans complaining, of, oh, not complaining, but being confused where you park when you go to a stadium. Because, you know, Taylor Swift's over, over east at the moment. Yep. And there's all these shots of the MCG and people are like, well, where are you supposed to park your car? And same as, oh, Optus Stadium. Like, where are you supposed to park your car? Firstly, when I do the Dockers games, I park underneath the stadium because exactly, I, I have yeah. hookup. But when I went to see WWE, I got on a train at Whitford Station. Um, yep. It took about 40 minutes to get to... Ah uh, the stadium with a couple of stops, obviously maybe less than that thirty five minutes. I got off at the stadium, walked in <laughs> and then at the end of the at the end of the show, got back on the train forty minutes, thirty minutes back to Whitford station and then drove from there. It was amazing. like I actually couldn't believe hey, how where easy do you it
1: was. where do you drive your car in New York City bro? Yeah. so it's you actually, know it's where do you where do you park your car when you're not driving it like you know you live in an apartment do they have like come on, you know I public transport. I get that it's not a thing in Middle America because Middle America was and Los Angeles as you know, well, and Los Angeles where it's like yeah you know the <sighs> without without sounding <laughs> as like conspiratorial as I, conspiratorial as I look it's like yeah the the people with the money who built those things yep. had vested interests in there not being public transport yeah uh, I don't think why. that's a
0: conspiracy theory I thought that was just like fact they they talk- well yeah
1: I, I, but to some people I will sound as as mad as someone who thinks that you know the Egyptians couldn't work granite, but uh, so that's, that's a topic for another for another day. Yeah, it is the internet after all. That's you may true. have arrived at the Gear Podcast from one of those videos. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but no. Uh, anyway, the, fellow,
0: the show was. Tell good. me about your flat Earth adventures. Yeah. Um, the the show was awesome though. Uh, it sounded really good. There was Australia, a girl from Adelaide headlined it too. She's the biggest deal in wrestling at the moment. That so was cool. Um, yeah, I, I had a really good time. So, uh, Can we just
1: appreciate how funny it is that she's from Adelaide? I know. It's it's like awesome. The most boring city on the Australian
0: continent. Is it the most- uh, uh, the, the most boring is, capital city. You you and I both agree that obviously the worst capital city is probably Melbourne because it's in Victoria. And that's obviously the worst state in Australia um, because of- Well, you on know, that,
1: for that regard, yes. But I also- you know, Carlton I Football Club,
0: li- Collingwood Football. Club. If I wasn't going to
1: live in Perth, I'd live in Melbourne. It is now. Nah. it? I, I I quite like it.
0: Nah. You know, even though Carlton wrong. is there, yeah, Collingwood. But mate, wrong Western Bulldogs. Better boo. than Sydney. Oh, uh, I yeah, probably. I'd probably rather live there there than Sydney.
1: Look, I always tell myself like Sydney's awesome, and then I go there, and the, it's Sydney's like Kalgoorlie. You spend three days, there and you're like, this is just the this is fun. Yeah, and after about three days, you're like get me out of here. <laughs> this is mental. Why? You know, I look, this is all tongue in cheek for anyone unacquainted with the concept, concept of sarcasm,
0: like mostly yeah, tongue in cheek, 95%. You know, the wrestling show I saw on Friday night, the, the main event was a du- like uh, WA wrestling versus Victorian wrestling four and four tag ah, match. Right. State of is, origin. State of origin. Bring yeah, it back it was, for footy, man. It was state of origin. It was awesome. So yeah, it's funny. Like it's, is it really just because of the football that I feel like we're so antagonistic to Victorians is that there's no other reason, right? My granddad. It's also,
1: it's also cultivated in the Western Australian media. Like we have this like chip on our shoulder about all the bloody Eastern States, which come on, man. Like, it's not really a thing. You know, (laughs) if you look at when, when you do, when you, when you delve into it, you're like, actually the Eagles have a sick schedule, you know, it's like, yeah, they travel a lot, but. You know, people still have to travel here to play them, and
0: uh, yeah, yeah but- there's
1: there's a lot of perks. Still, I I do love when they win the flag
0: because oh, it's like, yeah.
1: Collingwood had twenty games in a row at the MCG and you lost. No oh, Dom
0: Sheed. <laughs> yeah, just see someone had a Dom Sheed poster at the at the WWE. That was the best. Like like there was some Eagles jerseys as well out. Um, no Dockers ones, funnily enough. But um, yeah, I was going to say my granddad till the day he died just like hated with a fiery passion, Victoria. He, to be fair, he hated Fremantle as well, which is just like 40 minutes from where he grew up. He grew up in Midland in yeah. WA, but um, it's it It was very territorial. So I still yeah. carry a bit of that because I grew up 20 years living with the man. And so I kind of have a bit of like residual hatred for, based on nothing, but Look, it's got to be, a, you got to hate someone, right? Is,
1: sport <laughs> is very important in a society because you need to hate something really passionately. Yep. You know, this is a position that is not just my own. I've heard a lot of other people say this where it's like, especially like think of like American football or baseball or something in the States. Like people have their team, but they also have the team that they hate passionately. And it's like you watch a game against them and you get that out of your body and you don't then go and like have to, you know, take it out on some like other, you know, group of people you mm. just do it to that sport that very well-paid sports team yeah you you just really get into you know hating the carlton football club or collingwood yeah and you just rage for that two hours and then you go and live the rest of
0: your life in peace man i'm back on football media again it just kicked up again like this week podcasts mate, are season out. starts in what two weeks oh uh, it's pretty exciting yeah mean, it's next weekend like round zero yeah yeah actually yeah. <laughs> round uh, mate, zero, yeah, yeah you'll be able to watch um gws collingwood that'll be fun
1: Got to be well. Um, I'm looking forward to GWS's media people.
0: Oh, they're the best. Um, they are in a
1: league of their own.
0: I, you know, I was going to say I actually watched the, um, the 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 overtime of the Super Bowl the other week in my sickness. Oh yeah. Um, which I have no idea how that sport works. So, it they literally won the game, and I was like, oh, that's cool. They they crossed. Uh, they did something, and then I, I felt like the immediate celebration over the next like. Ten seconds were not enough for me to understand that they'd won. It was really weird. Yeah, yeah. Because right. like you know, you've got um, like think about Dom Sheed kicks that goal and the eruption of the of the MCG and then the commentators. Like you think of BT, he's got the most impossible goal.
1: You know, I always just think none of, of that. BT calling the 2016 Grand Final. <laughs> Boyd, Boyd picks it up. Boyd, fuck, he's kicked the goal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. If anyone
1: wants to look it up, look up Boyd 2016 <laughs> and just listen to Brian Taylor
0: say fuck on national TV. Yep. You know what they had to do? It's at the, so good. At, uh, I didn't realize this at the WWE show. They um, they had to bl- they they just blacked out the screens for a, for a minutes because like they were, <laughs> apparently. Well, I was there, but I didn't quite catch this. Um, they booed off like one of the guys, one of the wrestlers, but they were giving him the finger as he was going out. So I had oh, to that's like, funny. black the screens on TV. It was quite funny. Anyway, mate, uh, that's great. Is that probably enough for today?
1: That's more than enough for today, now, Troy. The next time I speak to you, I will be with our Trans Tasman Namers, Trans Tasman. Trans-Tasman neighbors. So, what are you doing, mate? Uh, are you going to
0: take a little- Are you taking laptop and a little recording thing with you or are you- um, Yeah, I'll, I'll have a bit of my rig over
1: there. So have you got a room to UA yourself? Interface. You got a chair? Uh, I believe it's like a two-bedroom apartment. So, <laughs> poor Joe Southwell will have to put up with me for three weeks. Oh, but yeah, Joe. own room and stuff like that. Shed, you know, a little kitchenette and things like oh, that. Well, which, we yeah, can talk yeah, to Joe. Looks,
0: looks pretty good. Let's talk to Joe on the Yeah, party. exactly. Um, yeah, we can talk we about the time that you uh, completely didn't know who he was. <laughs> That's um, I forgot about that until now.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah, he walked amazing. Up, bass, amazing bass player. Great, great dude. Joe just walked straight up to Leon at a gig, probably ten years ago. Oh, hey Leon, how's it going? He's like, yeah, hey mate. Like Leon just continued. Yeah. Oh yeah, hey mate. Yeah, continue looking at the phone like this. Mm.
1: It's very. Funny. I'll never live that one down. I must must remind him of that. So yeah, it'll be it'll be good fun. We'll we'll continue the pod, and people yep. can see some little travel vlog stuff and. I do a rig rundown and things like that, and yeah. Until then, this has been yet another episode, episode forty-nine yeah. of the Gear Podcast. Twenty we'll see till- you for number fifty. Twenty next till the week.
0: magic episode. <laughs> Peace, everybody. Good job. See you, dudes.